Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'll tell you what, this is loco. And it's going to keep getting loco as we get closer and closer to the start of the NFL season. Garoppolo staying with the Niners. We had time to marinate now and really let it sink in. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shea Cornette, Matt Jones here with you. And so is Chris Carlin. Lucky us. We're joined by the man, the myth, the legend right here to talk about this loco-ness. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can reach us 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's how you can become a part of the Canty and, Car- Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Quite frankly, that sounds delicious to me being six months pregnant. But anyways, uh, Carlin, um, the loco-ness that is Jimmy Garoppolo we were talking earlier about this, and I, I want your opinion on it. Do you think that says more, the fact that the Niners have decided to keep Garoppolo, now that you've had time to really like let it process? It says more about Garoppolo and what they want out of him or more about Trey Lance and what they haven't seen out of him? I, I still think it's about Trey Lance. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm at this point where um, it's pretty clear to me that the 49ers are not willing to give up on a season at the expense of Trey Lance based on at the expense of the of a season they're not willing to continue to to develop him at the expense of winning games if that if I'm making sense there mm-hmm. um it's not that Trey Lance can't play i think they're convinced that he may not be fully ready you know i i long term i think he's going to be a quarterback that is going to be a dynamic one in the league it just shows me that if they started talking about this last week, they have had the feeling in the preseason, maybe this is not as far along as we thought. Mm-hmm. So we talked about this uh, a little bit yesterday and earlier today. There is, I think, the threshold for where they're going to let him go is probably right around week six, week seven, because their schedule early is relatively soft for the first six, but then it really there is a running the gauntlet in the middle of the 49ers schedule where they could easily, you know, right around week seven, that's where your season could turn on you, especially if Trey Lance is still not pushing forward. You're a Steelers fan, and I know that usually that's been a pretty good existence, but I feel like they finally have a losing record this year. I feel like this is the year that Tomlin finally has a losing record. I'm not sure Trubisky or Kenny Pickett can prevent that. So, A, do you agree with me? And, B, if you don't, which quarterback do you think is most likely to give them that winning record? Well, Matt, here's the thing. I'm not really interested in what you'd have to say. I'd rather talk to Shay about it. Um, <laughs> he's giving me See, flack he did for that yesterday. To me yesterday, Shay. Yeah. He came on here and just, well, but I still love him because he lets because he lets us fill in. But I, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's all right. It hurt yeah, my feelings. Look, I cried last night, but otherwise, I was fine. That's okay. Uh, you know, I would say this. I totally agree. I think this is going to be a losing season for the Steelers, and. It, frankly, 
it's okay. It, it's yes. okay. The, the problem is they have so much invested in their defense right now that they have to hope that that's something that lasts more than a year or two in, in terms of the high level of productivity. Um, I fully believe that Kenny Pickett will be starting at some point. Uh, I don't think it'll be right away. Uh, right now, the tea leaves would say that it'll be Trubisky. And, and I just don't have a lot of faith that either Trubisky or Pickett is going to be a difference maker for them. Trubisky's a placeholder, and Pickett's the long-term guy, but it's long-term again. Um, I think he does have a chance to be better sooner than other rookie quarterbacks just simply because he has played a ton of football. You know, he's been a four-year starter at Pitt. He's 24 years old. He's not coming into the league at 2021. Um, so I think that really will benefit him because if you look at the guys that have been successful relatively quickly over the last few years, it has been guys that have been older for the most part. Right. Um, and 22, 23. So just to add on to that, Carlin, because Jay and I were talking about this on our radio show on Sunday because I, I, we were talking about, you know, what makes more sense. And I feel like our natural, like, football fandom way to think about this is to say, like, well, he should learn under the veteran and see game speed and, and watch as long as he possibly can before he finally steps into that role where if he's fully ready, like we saw Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and uh, Mac Jones, like I, I'm, I'm blanking. What on What did they all have in common? A little bit older, right? Right, and they're yeah. a little bit older, and they were, you know, taken earlier in a draft and understood what was in front of them. And yeah, maybe they weren't perfect the first year, but they figured it out. And so, I just like this hand holding that we're all accustomed to is like the older way of thinking. It's okay if he has to step in right away, and he can't sit back on the sidelines and watch Mr. Trubisky, you know, do what he needs to do for two or three weeks. What's the difference? Yeah, I, I, I think that. Um... Right now, they're they're not going to play him a day early, but I, I think also a, a big factor about that is their offensive line is bad. Yeah, the Steelers' offensive bad. line is is a really bad situation, and they've tried to help it along a little bit by spending some money there in the off season. It's not going well. And Kendrick Green, who was a guy that uh, you know they thought was going to be kind of an heir apparent for uh, Marquise Pouncey really has not turned out to be that so far just a year in. So I think that they're uh, in a position where they also don't want to get Kenny Pickett killed back there either. Um, so and not we, that they do with Trubisky, but again, you know, it's it's a lesser investment that they have in him. So what do you – I don't – did you pinpoint? What do you want week one? Do you want – because it sounds like Tomlin's taking his leisure time. Who do you want under center week one? Listen, I, I'm not going to have a problem either way. As a fan, I would want to see Pickett. But yeah, having okay. talked to coaches about this, there is one common thought that I come across quite a bit. They would rather play a guy a couple of days late than a day early yeah. because you never know what the early effects can be on somebody that gets thrown into the fire. Now, you know, if that's going to knock them out mentally, that they weren't meant to be to begin with. But um, I think I think that is something that I've come across with a lot of coaches that feel like just at quarterback, let's let's not rush it if we can avoid doing it. Okay. I've been sitting waiting for the Chris Carlin Super Bowl pick, and mm. I, because I don't gamble until you tell me who to bet on. So there are a lot oh, of interesting I futures. See. 
out there for Super Bowls, including some long shots you could get of two teams. It's usually one team is a surprise in the Super Bowl every year. So if I'm going to put the money on it and be able to have Mike Greenberg kind of money at the end of the year, what am I picking (laughs) on a Super Bowl future? Uh, And you're certainly not listening here if that's what you're looking for out of this. Um, Look, I I would say – I, I'm, my pick right now is a little bit on the boring side. Okay. And it's, it's, I can't pick against the Bills. I think the Bills are the best team in football. Where I, I find some intrigue is the NFC because nobody, you know, we talk about how deep the AFC is. Uh, nobody in the NFC really stands out much above everybody else because they all have their problems. Stafford with his elbow, uh, the Buccaneers with their offensive line. Uh, the Packers with their receivers, and we don't know what Trey Lance is with the 49ers. So here you go. I'll go a little bit off the board, a little bit. Philadelphia Buffalo. Wow. Philadelphia. I think that's crazy, by the way. I think to I, the I, Super I, Bowl? Oh, I think Philadelphia Buffalo. And, I, and the way I look I at looked it is. And it's in, like you can get it at like for like 60 or 75 to 1. Chris, I think that's a reasonable bet. Well, oh, uh, right now, they, the Eagles are 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And the Bills are 6 to 1. So, I mean, are they long, long shots? They're not super long shots, but it's not. It's not awful, and I, I, don't I think kind it's of awful. And they went and got it's another awful. defensive back yesterday in Gardner Johnson, who they, you know, they absolutely need. That's where the the issue lies right now with the Eagles is in the secondary. But because the the NFC is a little bit wide open to me, I'll take the Philadelphia Eagles. I, it's just recency bias for me. Like they have a good draft, they've done well in free agency. Like guys, we have an unproven quarterback, a second year head coach. They they get. Just demolished in the postseason but, last but year. But isn't that exactly what it was with uh, Cincinnati last year? I, I mean, know, what, but like you have Cincinnati said all- is so rare for that to happen. That's well, so rare. I, I I would just feel like we're drinking the Kool Aid. And I, you know what else I know? I know that ESPN Radio has about one thousand producers that are Philadelphia Eagles fans. You guys are just <laughs> hanging around work too much. That's what I think is happening here. Chris Carlin, we love you. Thank you. We'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks. See you later. That's Chris Carlin of Canty and Carlin, and we're filling in here for Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. Shea Cornette and Matt Jones here with you on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, all right, w- let's go back to the Pickett, Trubisky, Steelers conversation, obviously, we just had with Chris Carlin, him being a Steelers fan. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that because, again, Tomlin says he is taking his time in terms of naming a starting quarterback. What exactly does that mean? We'll discuss it next. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So Matt, <laughs> me not talking for the first like 10 seconds is rare. I do like a little Dua Lipa in my life though. Uh, this is Candy and Carla on ESPN Radio. Shay Cornette and Matt Jones here filling in for the guys on the ESPN app, Sirius XM at Channel 80 and here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you want to give us a ring, feel free. Maybe you want to weigh in on the Steelers quarterback competition. It's the last one left in the National Football League, the last one we can really debate about. 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 Again, weigh in on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN And so I thought it was interesting in the fact um, Matt, that that uh, Mike Tomlin said essentially he was going to name a starting quarterback at his leisure. So take that for what you will. Because doesn't it already feel like it's kind of been a leisurely decision considering it's the last one in the National Football League to actually become official between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky? Well, I mean, he's starting Mitch Trubisky, right? I mean, they started him for all the preseason games. He's going to start. I mean, I think they just like, you know, I think sometimes coaches, and look, I like Mike Tomlin a lot. I think he's, I mean, how can you not have respect for that guy? But I think everybody thinks they're so cute, and they're like, oh, if I don't tell them, then they're not going to know, and then they'll have to prepare for both. Look, these te- these coaches, good coaches prepare for two quarterbacks anyway in case somebody gets hurt. That happens all the time. So I'm not – I think it's probably gamesmanship, but I don't think it matters at all. I think ultimately that they will – they'll go with, with with Trubisky. It's probably the right choice. I don't know that Kenny Pickett uh, is ready. But the thing to remember about Kenny Pickett, if he's going to be ready as an NFL quarterback, he's got to play this year because he's older than everybody else. You know, right. I mean, he is not a young guy. So if he ends up not playing this year, you're going to have a 20, what, five-year-old rookie next year? That's crazy. If he doesn't play this year as a Steelers fan, I would start to get a little worried. Right. So obviously we were just talking to Chris Carlin here moments ago, and he is a Steelers fan. And I guess he was kind of saying that in a different way. Like, this is an older guy who's played a lot more football than some of the other rookies we've seen come out. And and I made the comparison to some of the guys who, you know, became first-year starters without having to learn under a veteran. Like, Joe Burrow comes to mind, and that's a guy who played a lot of years in college as well. Same with Justin Herbert and so on and so forth. And so that bodes well for him. Um, I, I, I guess for me, like, and I, again, Carlin just kind of said this in the fact that like Mitch Trubisky is not the long-term investment. It's obviously Kenny Pickett. So do you feel like you're going with the guy just for like insurance value, like just to kind of fill in the gaps until Pickett's fully ready and, and there's not so much of a risk there if something doesn't go right or, or uh, heaven forbid he gets hurt or whatever it is. Like, is that the reason you feel like well, I think they probably the right choice? I think they probably think that Trubisky – I mean, look, this is a team that's never had a losing record, right, So they are under Mike Tomlin. So they don't sit there and think this is a rebuilding year. I mean, they believe, I'm sure, in that locker room and maybe in that franchise that this is a playoff team and that they have a shot at winning what might be the hardest division in the NFL. Yeah. And so they're, they're, they're going to try to go for it. And if you're trying to go for it, if that's your goal, then Trubisky is probably the better player. I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to realize that they are either not a playoff team or barely 
a playoff team, so you might as well go ahead and play Pickett. But I think Trubisky is going to be the best option to win, and this is a franchise, their goal is to win. I mean, everybody's goal is to win, but some teams like Seattle are only going to kind of try to win this year. (laughs) Pittsburgh is going to try to win. They have every incentive to, so if they're going to do that, Trubisky makes the most sense. Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. And how much you can save, just go to 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Let's hear from Sal Palantonio. He's our ESPN NFL reporter. He was on Barton Hahn earlier today on what this Steelers quarterback situation means to him. The word coming out of there is that Mitch Trubisky is going to start there like his experience. He's had a good camp. He's had a good preseason. And they just want to give... Maybe the young quarterback, the rookie quarterback, a little bit more seasoning, some time to watch things from the bench. But it's pretty interesting to me that here you have a franchise, first time in this century, where you know Ben Roethlisberger will not be the starting quarterback, and their succession plan, you know, doesn't look like, you know, it's just press the launch button and here we go. So that's going to, I think, transform the calculus in that division for this season and maybe next. Yeah, okay. I mean, so he, he, that is something, I guess, we haven't really talked about, the fact that the Steelers didn't really have a plan until very late in the offseason when they decided to bring in Mitch Trubisky and then they obviously drafted Kenny Pickett unless Pickett was the plan all along. But for having someone for so long in Ben Roethlisberger, it's not like they were grooming someone else underneath him. Well, far be it for me to disagree with my good friend Sal Palantonio, but I do think that they actually – sort of did have a plan, which is that they were – I mean, they probably went one year too long with Roethlisberger. Yeah, of course. But the thing is, you know, that's easy to say, but this guy is one of – I mean, he's a legend in that franchise, and it's it's not easy to tell someone by, especially – I just think the Pittsburgh Steelers do everything differently than everybody else. You know what I mean? It's a different type of franchise, and they're not going to look at the guy that played there 20 years and say goodbye prematurely. They ended up picking a first-round pick. I mean, what else do you want, right? Like, I'm not sure what Sal wanted them to do. They do have a succession plan. They picked a first-round pick. They brought in Trubisky to give a year buffer. I think that's there. Now, is Pickett the right guy? Who knows? But if Pittsburgh believes they are, I think the way they handled things, with the exception of maybe doing it one year too late with Ben, I think it makes a lot of sense. Again, Mike Tomlin saying he's going to pick a starting quarterback at his leisure as we are less than two weeks away from the start of the NFL season. Uh, leisure it up, Mike Tomlin. You have deserved that. That is for sure. Coming up next, we're going to go back to school. Matchups week one of college football. Week zero is behind us in college football. We are approaching week one in those highlight matchups. We're going to dive in next. But first, here's Matt with a word from Indeed. I've been waiting for you to let me tell you about Indeed. Because if the weather is cooling off, which it is in some places, Luckily, your business can stay hot, and you need to hire, and that means you need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. With tools like Instant Match, the moment you sponsor a post, you'll instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Look, how wonderful would that be? And you can even schedule and conduct your interviews all from the Indeed website. It's insane. So visit Indeed.com slash credit slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. That's Indeed.com slash credit for $75 towards your first job. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. College football week one. How many sleeps away are we? Let's see. Like two sleeps, three sleeps away. <laughs> My math is terrible. What day of the week is when it? When did that become a thing, by the way, Shay, the that people say sleeps? Like that's I something know. I hear everybody say before now. And I don't, I mean, I never remember when I was younger going four sleeps until blah, blah, blah. But that is certainly, how did that start? I don't know. How does anything start, Matt? It's just a cool way to say, like, four days away. It's like a cooler version. But I like to know where these, where these, you know, listen, Shay, I'm trying to keep up with the kids and all the, you know, the rock and roll <laughs> and all that. So I'm trying to understand what happens. And I, the sleeps thing, it feels like it happened like two years ago, and now everybody says it. Well, let's see. And we're right on the bandwagon with it. So how many sleeps is it? It's Wednesday, so Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. So three sleeps away from the start of college football season. And so here we are. Not four days away three sleeps away it's just a it's shorter too. you like shave off a day to say the sleeps instead of hey the listen days. there's a there's a big one tomorrow night the the kind of hillbilly hold hoedown there between west virginia and pittsburgh that is the, a big one the and appalachian mountains at each other that's that's going to be one listen there's some real hatred there for those of you that have never been to a west virginia football game first of all before you go get a tetanus shot and secondly get ready because it is wild in there like i mean it is it's one of the most fun atmospheres ever now they're going up to pit so it'll be a little bit different but i don't think they've played in like 10 years and then they play tomorrow night i'm actually really excited to watch that is a good that is a good one and who is favored in that game do you know who's favored I would assume Pitt. I mean, Pitt's, I, I think Pitt's supposed Pitt, to be yeah. very good this year in the ACC, and yeah. I would assume that they, I would assume them. But there's a lot that, like that's one of those sneaky rivalries where people really hate each other, and you don't know it unless you happen to be in that area. Yeah, I cover. I mean, I, relatively speaking, I'm not like out on the road every weekend, but you know, relatively speaking, we cover football here. I'm and I'm like blanking that we have Thursday night as well. So you're right, tomorrow night will be a good matchup as well. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shay Cornett and Matt Jones are the voices you are hearing filling in for the guys here this afternoon, this evening, wherever you may be on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Join the conversation with us because again, three sleeps away or one sleep away really from Week One of the college football season. What matchup are you most looking forward to seeing 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. So outside of West Virginia and Pitt, that happens tomorrow night, one sleep away. Um, We look ahead to Saturday and some matchups that we're really looking forward to, Matt Jones. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are, but the one that jumps out to me is is Notre Dame, and that's not because the jersey you see behind me is my husband's and he did play basketball there, but uh, maybe it's like my Midwesternness is showing. But I think about Notre Dame and like what has transpired over the last year, right? And for me, I'm like, are we really going to see this team 
lose in their bowl game, blow a lead, and then come out here and get destroyed against the Buckeyes. The yes. Buckeyes are favored by like 12 and a half points or something like that. It's, it's 16 and a half. And no, it's I would moved. Argue, I would argue it should be more than that. I mean, I, I think Ohio State, I think Ohio State runs them off the field. Well, first of all, I mean, Notre Dame, this is a rebuilding year for Notre Dame. Not just a new coach, but the quarterback position isn't what it normally is. You know, they've got a great tight end, Michael Mayer, but besides that, I mean, this is a this is not your normal Notre Dame team, and Ohio State's really, really good, and they're home, and it's a big deal to finally have Notre Dame come. I think it's going to be hideously ugly. Now, I would love to watch it and be there because of the tradition of those two programs, right. but I think this is going to be you know, of the marquee games, there are probably five or six marquee games. You got like Oregon and Georgia, Utah and Florida, Cincinnati and Arkansas, um, LSU, Florida State. Of those sort of marquee games, I actually think this one has a chance to be the least competitive of all of them. See, and uh, but that's like I don't want that for Marcus Freeman. I feel like Notre Dame has this. I didn't go to Notre Dame again. My husband did, but like. I, I, they have this cool vibe about them now with Marcus Freeman. And I don't know if it was because of the divorce and what happened, you know. It's not that with cool. Brian now, like, you're saying that. You're a little biased here. I am Notre not. Dame, I am Notre not a Notre Dame, Dame fan. Trust me. But, I root but, against them as best as I can. But, but I'm Notre telling Dame you, there's, something, cool. there's a likability about them now with Marcus Freeman leading the way. And I, I will I – will, I have yet to find someone that is a Notre Dame fan that will call this a rebuilding year. And I hear what you're saying, but my point being is if you see this L and a giveaway of a lead in a bowl game, and then a few months later you get absolutely destroyed by Ohio State, like the chirping's already going to begin. And I don't want that for him. Also, here's a note. In the playoff era, so since 2014 we're talking, no team has made the playoff that lost their opener, okay? Not one team. So well, they're not looking, making the playoff. Well, okay, so Notre Dame obviously is one that jumps out to you. And then there's also Oregon, obviously. They've got a tough test here week one as well. And Cincinnati is coming off of, of a playoff appearance. I don't know that that would repeat itself, especially since all the their household names are now in the NFL. But you understand my point. Losing the opener has never boded well for a team that eventually finds their way into the postseason. Yeah, none of these teams in these opening games can lose it and make the playoff except maybe Georgia. Georgia could take a loss uh, against Oregon and still make the playoff if they won out. That would be a scenario where I, but the rest of these teams, none of them can do it. There's not one of these teams that will make the playoffs if they lose in week one, except maybe Georgia. George, Georgia would be the one. I'm really interested in the Georgia-Oregon game and uh, the, the Utah-Florida game because that is a real chance for the Pac-12 to show that they matter. I mean, in Georgia-Oregon, yeah. I just want to see it be competitive. I think Georgia's going to win. But if Oregon is, holds tight in Atlanta, that's a game that later on in the year can pay dividends. And Utah-Florida, I think Utah-Florida is the most important game for the Pac-12 in a long time. Utah is the best team in the Pac-12. They're going to go play Florida in the swamp. This is not a normal Florida team. This is a Florida team that's maybe like the ninth best team in the SEC. They're behind Kentucky and Tennessee and Ole Miss and Arkansas. This is not your normal Florida team. If Utah, the best team in the Pac-12, goes and plays the ninth best team in the SEC and cannot win, I don't know how you take the Pac-12 seriously no matter what happens the rest of the year. Like when it comes time for the playoff, how do I take the Pac-12 seriously if Utah loses to the ninth best team in the SEC? I think that is the most important game that you will find this this week for for, for a conference. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the Big 12 needs to have a highlight as well early on in the season. And 
it's a good point. Another one, obviously, LSU, Florida State. Uh, Florida State coming off an atrocious year. So is LSU. But it feels like it's like Brian Kelly arrives and we forgot how terrible they were a year ago. The cupboard was basically bare. And they expect him to come in there. And I think because of everything with the accent and all the stuff and, and that came about, like we expect him to step in there and not lose automatically in the beginning of the season. Like Florida State isn't like Jameis Winston's version of Florida State. But they're still they're, they're going to be a decent competitive football team. Like LSU – might struggle a little bit, if not in week one, in week two, week three, week four, out of the gate. Not because Brian Kelly's there, but because they were so atrocious the last year or so. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody who follows the SEC closely expects LSU to be good. With that said, I do expect them to beat Florida State because I, 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 I still think, and I'm not just saying this because I'm I cover the conference. When it comes to football, people don't understand that middle of the SEC would win almost any other conference outside the Big Ten. So you take LSU, which is going to be the 10th best team in the SEC. There he goes with the just but okay, well, sure. I mean, to explain it. <laughs> Let's put it go. like this. In the SEC, I can give you six teams that would have won the ACC last year. Six, at least. I mean, I think that's just the reality. And the Pac-12 might be worse. Big 12, same thing without with when Oklahoma's not good. So I do think LSU will beat Florida State. I think we always see in these early games the SEC's preeminence as a conference. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree with. It's just, you know, when the SEC beats the drum the way you just did, Matt, like as a Big Ten girl, I'm like, why? why do well, we let me give you an example. That? Last year, and I know bowl games aren't necessarily reflective, but in the Citrus Bowl, Kentucky was probably the fifth best team in the SEC. They played Iowa, second or third best team. Yeah, but that's and, not and fair. They don't always play all their starters. They, like, pl- they did play goes. all their starters. They played every one of their starters and every one of their draft picks, and Kentucky won rather easily. And I think it's like eight of the last nine years the SEC has beaten the Big Ten in bowls. It's just it's a better conference. It just is. We're gonna take it. We're gonna take a break. We 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 were getting along so well, me and Matt, because we we're both Bears fans and like true. Midwestern people. And then he just had to like jump on the SEC horse and like stab me, stab me as a Big Ten fan. Call That's me just... when the big. Call me when the Big Ten wins a title. Again. Okay, uh, we're taking a break. Uh, we got college football calls. We're gonna get to that also in the NFL. We heard from John Gruden for the first time in a long time. Uh, were we ready for it? I don't know, but we'll talk about it next. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shay Cornette and Matt Jones here with you. And I got to tell you, people don't really realize, Matt, that we do national radio from legit anywhere sometimes. Like, like I have done national radio from, like, 10 different cities in 100 different places in 100 different rooms. But sometimes these lead to kind of, kind of horror stories, the fact that you can do this because you don't always know your Wi-Fi signal or what the setup is going to be. And so here we are. And, like, today you had a little bit of one just because you were more rushing. There was a wreck on the highway. You had to connect all the things. Sunday, our equipment ended up dying in the last segment of the show and we had to do it from our phones like there was a scramble in the commercial break people don't realize the drama that goes into making national radio sometimes yeah i think i create a lot of the drama myself by (laughs) trying to do too much uh the best one of these was if if, for those of you who might have remembered i hosted a final four preview show with myron metcalf and i was going to be in memphis tennessee and they had a a a citywide power outage and i had to get on there and I was going to be driving to Texas, and Matlack, our producer, said, just start driving down the road, and when you get service, pull over. So I pulled over, 
in Earl, Arkansas, at a half oh. Burger King, half Taco Bell in Earl, Arkansas, and I did the uh, ESPN Radio pregame show. But before I did it, I walked into a gas station and I said, ma'am, may I please use that table to do ESPN Radio? And she looked at me, God is my witness, and said, we don't allow national radio shows in here. And I just went, I don't believe you. I was like, no national radio show has ever come to this super America in Earl, Arkansas, and said, can we do a show here? That was like, I, I, it almost made me livid. Not that she didn't want me to do it, but that she tried to tell me they had a policy against national radio shows. If it was up to me, I would still be arguing with that woman. But instead, I just went across the street to the Burger King Taco Bell and did the Final Four preview show there and actually had truckers pull off the road, tell me they were listening and say hi okay so it all ended up working out that is, that is a great that is a great story and that is actually <laughs> hilarious i i have nothing i can't even compare to that like i've had issues i've been more had problems like our power goes out a lot here like with the trees in connecticut and everything and so i'll have to call and be like power's out i'm sorry can't but work. have you ever been to earl arkansas no i've never even been near earl arkansas and i love that someone would actually you're right have a policy against national radio being <laughs> Anywhere near the vicinity. She like, was very upset because Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max had just been there last week and had wanted to do the show. And they were like, no, we do not allow that. It caused here. way too much of a hoopla. And so there you found yourself at a Burger King Taco Bell. Did you get Burger King or Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. I've got some Taco Bell. It worked out very well. It was a good night. It was a good worked day. Worked out for everyone. More Canty and Carlin now. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette and Matt Jones here with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Because how many sleeps away are we from college football, Mr. Matt? One sleep to West Virginia, Pittsburgh, the backyard brawl. One sleep away. For that, let's go to the calls really quick. Let's hear what everyone's excited about. Let's go to Sean in West Virginia because he's excited for that backyard brawl just one sleep away. What's going on, Sean? Why are you excited for tomorrow night? Oh, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. And thanks a lot for mentioning us, Matt. Really appreciate that, too. Hey, you listen, you're one of my – we're Appalachian Appalachian brethren together. we got to take care of ourselves. Yes, sir. And I feel the pain of the Wi-Fi out here in West Virginia. It's hard sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes you've got to get that street corner and sit on the sidewalk next to the telephone pole. Hey, Sean, right. how are you? Anyway, uh, if anybody, go ahead. If anybody could give uh, Harry Douglas a shout out for me and apologize to him for the batteries being thrown, that won't happen anymore. And we'll be standing there cheering for him tomorrow at the game. I'm about to lose service as it goes, but thank you guys for mentioning it. See, that's the thing. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Here's the thing, Shay. You have to understand something about West Virginia. When you go to a game in West Virginia, you need to pack a lunch and bring a hard hat. This is how crazy this place is. Have you ever been there before? Have you I ever have. been to a game there? I did they a, a have, game there. What game did I do? West Virginia. See, they, they actually Tulane. literally put their students in a fenced-off area from the rest of humanity. They're like, we can't allow these people to interact with regular human beings. So they put them – it's almost like a social science experiment. That's what it's like at West Virginia. And it is it is wild. And he, he's right. You will get something thrown at you. And in the backyard brawl, I think it's – I would I would love to be there because it's been a decade since these people have seen each other. Yeah, I would love to be there, too, for a lot of different reasons. I, I did do a game there, but I guess I don't remember the student section being 
weird. No, not the, like, not in the stadium, but like the tailgate right, lot. Right, right. The, the tailgate lot, they, they they fence it off and make the students go in the, the fenced-in lot in order to, to party. Yeah, uh, that is that is odd. Um, all right, let's go to Derek in Iowa. Iowa-Michigan is a game you're looking forward to, huh, Derek? Why? Yeah, well, I just want to hear you guys' uh, take on that. I personally don't think Iowa's going to win, even though I'm a big fan. I just don't. They're not going to do good this year because of uh, what I think. Their defense is good, but their offense will still suck. And I kind of blame that also on the offensive coordinator. Uh, Hang on just a second. Year. Can I ask you a question, Derek? They, yeah, I'm looking at the yeah, schedule. Iowa, Iowa plays Michigan October 1st. Why are you calling I, about that now? I, I mean, it's a month that, away. I'm just looking that up, too. I was like, don't they play like in a month? I mean, they don't play till October. Are you that excited about a game in which you're going to lose badly to Michigan? <laughs> no, I'm not exact. <laughs> I don't want them to lose, but I'm just pointing out the facts that they will lose. I mean, I mean, okay, look, your defense is probably going to be. Go ahead. All right, I appreciate the call. Right, Listen, thanks, we're Derek. not going to we talk about it. games in October. Yeah, okay, Iowa and Michigan, but this does open up a bigger point here in the fact that Michigan and John Harbaugh saying essentially, what did he say about his two quarterbacks? He said like that biblical? the uh, quarterback situation was Is biblical. biblical. Uh, English? What? What? What does that mean? What does that? Well, mean? what he said was he uh, he said. None of us know what's going to happen in the future. It's biblical. And then his he was basically giving an excuse for not picking a quarterback by saying it was biblical. But my thing to, to Jim Harbaugh would be, if that's your reasoning, you would never pick anything ever. You would always just go, how can we know the future? It's biblical. He, Jim Harbaugh's gotten to that spot where people think they're smarter than everybody else, and so they say stupid things and think it's deep and intelligent, and that's where Jim Harbaugh is right now. Yeah, I I didn't understand that. Like, you're lucky you have two quarterbacks to choose from. I didn't need that weird explanation. Uh, Jared is in Indiana, and Jared, I know you're looking forward to tomorrow night. Why? Well, in 1994, I got... In 1994, I got to go to the Pitt-West Virginia game. I had a friend I was stationed with in Quantico, Virginia, when I was in the military. And we went home to his house, his dad's house in West Virginia, woke up Saturday morning, went to take a shower. I said, where's the shower at? He said, it's outside by the barn. Literally, they had a shower out by the barn. That was, that was an experience. You act yeah, like that's crazy. You have you've never been to the mountains if you act like I've that's insane. I've never been to Eastern Kentucky, Matt. I've never been to Shelby County in Eastern Kentucky. These Shelby County's not even in Eastern, Eastern Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, we are throwing oh, out things. An, oh, well, I heard I, – I apologize, He's being, he's Matt, being rude. He's being rude to, to the no, good people no, of I the mountains. Say, no, I, the people in Eastern Kentucky are bougie compared to some of these West Virginia fans. <laughs> <laughs> the PA announcer got fired at the game I went to in 94. He was making comments that. the whole game like, hey, we got a West Virginia car illegally parked, plates E-I-E-I-O. And then he went on to say, there's a guy named John, there's a boy up here named John. John, how old are you? 46. Are you a West, West Virginia fan? He ended up getting fired. And people fought. We moved down to sit by the students because of so many fights up there in 94. And we were 
we're two Marines going, this ain't yeah. safe up well, here. Listen, so, I appreciate the call. It, he's actually right about that. He's actually right. A West Virginia PA announcer did once in this game get fired mid-game for the rude comments he was making. Oh, it's my. that kind of rivalry show. Okay, well, good. So this rivalry renews itself tomorrow night. One sleep away, we get to see Pitt in West Virginia. In the meantime, we've got more Canty and Carlin coming up. We are going to hear from John Gruden. He did speak. We'll get into that next. Again, it's Shay Cornett and Matt Jones filling in for the guys. We'll be right back. 